Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. We want to send a shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. They're down there on uh, Grey Street. Go and check them out. Right, first of all, we welcome, as usual, to our show, Raul Walker, who's sitting, well, I'm not sure exactly whereabouts he's sitting. Oh, and, and in the sun, Keithy, with a hot cup of java, a hot cup of coffee, just waiting for, uh, you know, the usual kind of uh, talk for, the, for this morning. So, a uh, happy weekend to everybody as we count down, uh, what, five days away from Queen's birthday weekend, I think it is. Now, he's had a bit of a trip around the South Island, and he returned just the other day uh, back home to um, Pairoa, where, of course, he resides. We welcome Reno Wilkinson. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, morning boys, and uh, good to be home, like home sweet home. But, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the trip down the uh, Te Waipo number. Thoroughly enjoyed the uh, South Island. Tell you what, I'm going back, so uh, but good to be home. Indeed it would be. And also joining us uh, today, he's uh, over there in Toowoomba. We have with us JT, Jason Tafifidangi. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, boys. I'll put on a bit of a, a Swimba accent for you. How you guys going this morning, eh? Yeah, they're a little bit different over this way, eh? They talk a bit funny like this, eh? Everything ends in A, eh? A. Hey. Yeah. Over here for work, boys. Then, uh, <laughs> okay, well, excellent stuff. i tell you what, uh, great to have you guys all uh, joining us here once again. Let's get into it, I suppose. You know, we had some great NRL action, didn't we, um, JT? We started on Thursday night. Panthers up against the Eels. Yeah, well, let me correct you on that game, mate. That was a bludger of a game. Yeah. Also. <laughs> True that. The Storch Panthers man, Langston Kapua, and he's trying to tell me it was an arm wrestle, it was a battle of attrition. I said, <laughs> mate, it was a bumbling twitch, really. You see, you can um, you know, um, make the most errors, and whoever made the least errors would win. So less than 60% completion rate for both sides, which goes to show how much of a, a, a fumble-a-thon that game was in the Panthers. Ending the Eels' unbeaten home run at the new stadium at Bankwest with a 16 points to 10 victory and maybe a stay of execution for their coach, Lyman and Cleary. What did you reckon of that game there, Reno? Yeah, well... Oh, yeah, exactly. JT said, mate, just one of those horrible games, mistakes, and Ivan Cleary didn't seem to say much at the media interview at the end of it as all. Right. Uh, but no, well, Panthers win. I didn't see it coming, but mm. Panthers got the points. Mm, that's very true. Uh, of course, it must have improved a bit more uh, next game, eh, JT? Of course, uh, the Titans and the Sea Eagles? Yeah, mainly a team which has really surprised a few critics this year, uh, uh, basically, but based on where they're sitting on the ladder, they're in the top eight. And with the amount of injuries they've had uh, throughout the year, people expect them to tumble. But uh, at the start of this game, it looked like they're going to thrash the Titans and blow them away. They jumped out to a nice early lead, and then the Titans did their credit claw their way back into it on the back of a well, one in particular, which I thought was a dodgy decision. But uh, to their credit, in the second half, they came out and finished the job. Also, the Titans, uh, another coach, old. Um, Garth Brennan with his head on the block, but he might get to stay another week after that result. And no, a good win for the Titans. I live on the Gold Coast, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. And you know, the Gold Coast needs a rugby league side. And, and uh, so, yeah, good, good, com- good comeback from behind victory to the uh, to the Gold Coast boys. What did you reckon of that one there, uh, Marino? Yeah, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, like I watched the first few minutes of it, and I saw the Seagulls jump out to a good start. I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a hiding over the Titans, but uh, 
Titans like JTC turned it around. Ball went their way in a couple of calls there and some good tries. Uh, good pass out from uh, the the man that's been talked about, the million-dollar man. Mm. Massive pass out. They got to the winger and he got into the corner. Um, showed a bit of brilliance, uh, the Titans, when they can play and they deserve the win over the uh, injury um, injury team. So 36-18, that's a good win for the Titans. Right, well, it was a really good, uh, another good game was last night with, of course, the uh, Knights. They look like they're starting to turn things around there, eh, JT? Yeah, mate, a funny start to the Knights for their season. So in 11 games, they had one win, lost five in a row, and they've won the next five in a row. So mm. I don't know what's going on next month, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, speaking of coaches that have been in trouble but have managed to turn it around, Nathan Brown at Newcastle has t- turned the side around, and for some reason they seem to have found a bit of form. And albeit against a, a, a slightly weakened Roosters side without the likes of Cooper Cronk and, uh, and Co. But uh, they lost Luke Carey very early. Um, but, mate, you cannot fault the Knights' passion. I, I think the passion of the way they played, the passion of the home crowd especially, got them across mm. the line. And they really lifted last night. And they looked like world beaters. And, yeah, the Roosters are probably my least favourite team. So it's good to see them get beaten. And, uh, you know, old cousin bro, Jared Whitey Hargraves, he's walked a thin line. And I, I thought he was a bit... Um, Lucky not to get uh, further sanctions. Try saying that. Sanctions. 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 <laughs> not to get some further punishment against them uh, for the little late hit on uh, for little Kalen Tonga, which uh, took him off the field. But, um, yeah, mate, good good, uh, good result for the Knights and also a good result for the competition. Keep the roots of FA. And, uh, you know, I've got guys that are rugby union fans telling me, mate, the NRL competition this year is wide open. It's not so much a cut and... Uh, an open and cut sort of a deal with with the Roosters or all the stall on the mm. Rapids, you know. Mm. Maybe six teams now they're looking like they could possibly win it on their day. And the Knights last night, mate, they were fantastic with a couple of ex-Knight uh, Roosters players to the fore, Connor Watson and uh, and the much maligned Mitchell Pearce leading the way. I thought the uh, the Island boys, there's a couple of them there, but in particular Sione Matoti has been with Newcastle side for a long, long time. He came off the bench and was absolutely smashing in the fence. Uh, one, another one of the uh, Warriors let go, James Gavitt. He, he ran hard and tackled hard, and uh, big Davey Clemmer ran for over 200 metres as well. So, yeah, good result for the Knights and a great result for, for the competition. They certainly have turned things around, haven't they, um, uh, Reno? Uh, what did you think of that game? Mate, love that game. Uh, any team that topples over the Roosters mm. uh, deserves a win. And uh, like JT said, uh, the Knights just... And right through the whole pack of players that are worked up to the mark. Uh, Mitchell Pierce at number seven, just the breakthrough. So there's Kalen Punga, speed and the step, the burn, got himself. And uh, just as part of the overall, um, they, they are stepping up to the mark. And it's this vital time where teams will be, you know, splitting, leaving players to go to origin duty. Um, these points are much needed. And a win over the Roosters is a good win. Uh, it was a good game, mate. You know, even the Eagles-Titans game last night. Then what a way to start. Indeed. Indeed, it was a, quite quite a way. Now, uh, of course, we've got the Raiders-Cowboys on uh, later on today there. Um, JT, what do you reckon? Just before I get into that, Keith, I got a text from my son last night because uh, he put $50 to get those three results. What? Paying 40 for the... Panthers, the Titans, and the Knights to win. So, you know, the same little fellow that came and um, 
Speaky guys are yes. the best. Yes. <laughs> $45, and I'll numb nuts and put 50 bucks on them. So guess what he's collected last time? Well, I would say it'll be a pretty healthy uh, sum, that's for sure there, JT. <laughs> Maybe you can start paying rent now. <laughs> Wow. First three games, um, well, anything's possible. Um, okay, I'll go uh, Raiders, Warriors, Rabbits, Bulldogs upset, and the Sharks. Would you put 50 bucks on it, bro? <laughs> hey, willing to put 50 no. bucks on it? No. <laughs> 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 Well, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a, an interesting game with the Raiders. You know, um, we, we, we discussed this, JT, on um, on Wednesday. Of course, the Raiders, having lost, you know, one of their stalwarts uh, from back in the years, um, Quinton Pongia, uh, I, I think, um, you know, that, that, that would, uh, you know, maybe lift a bit of, put a bit of spirit in them. And I remember seeing on, on um, this morning, your uh, you had posted... Um, what what uh, um, Bradley Clyde had said about uh, Quinton Pong, uh, Quinton Pongia, a which I, I think um, you know would probably have a little bit of an effect at least on um, those uh, Raiders players. What do you reckon? Well, you like to think so, you know. Even the way he played the game, there was no no quarter given. There was no, you know, he'd ask the question. He didn't have the answer. He'd go right through you. Mm. And uh, a very sad loss, obviously, for his family and. Uh, and, and for the water rugby league community in general. Um, so if the Raiders can you know, play with a bit of the passion that Q used to play for, then they should get a win there. But you know, there's a couple of key players missing, especially that left-hand edge with uh, Leilua and um, Jordan Rapana, and also the Englishman John Bateman, which, which leaves a couple of big holes. But you know, if, if they can play with the passion that Newcastle seemed to muster last night, then you know, anything's possible. But and down there in Canberra. Very, very hard to beat. So hopefully they can put in a solid effort for, for, uh, for Quentin Pornia. Rest in peace, Jan. Uh, and one of the things that... Because I remember um, what um, uh, Bradley Clyde had to say about him, and he was just a quiet, you know, sort of a, a guy, really, I suppose. But um, when it comes to standing up and, and showing a bit of the leadership, he certainly um, was one to do that, wasn't he? Especially the story he tells about when he goes to the pub full of bikers. Okay. <laughs> he, he certainly gave them more than he got. So, um, yeah, typical of, of a lot of. I mean, the, the, the three. Uh, sorry, I'll say the four. The four 
most um, uh, I don't know, not unquite most big mouth Maori fellas I know is us four. So you know. <laughs> Obviously, Quinton was a very quiet and you know kept his kept his cards close to his chest, I guess so to speak. But you know, once he crossed that white line, it's, it's on for young and old, and he certainly uh, left a legacy in the game in the, amongst his his, uh, his um, contemporaries, his fellow players. And to get raps like that from Bradley Clyde, you know, Bradley Clyde, in my opinion, is the best number thirty I've ever seen play the game. Mm. And uh, and for him to say what he said about not only Quinton but also about Johnny Lomax when they were looking for, for players and turned up with those two, you know. Rough diamonds, and we ended up, you know, winning the grand final that year. So yeah, yeah, mate, very bad story. Of course, uh, the Raiders, you know, the uh, Canberra Raiders had some, have had some, a lot of classy players, you know, and of course, Bradley Clyde played alongside, um, uh, you know, um, who, who was the Laurie Daly? Uh, he oh, played yeah. alongside uh, yeah. Mel Meninga. Yes, Mel uh, uh, Ferguson, Chica Ferguson. Yes. Even the old captain Dean Lance was an old school big solid defender at the middle. Yeah. So they there, and uh, you know Chris O'Sullivan, even the lesser lights, Paulie Martin on the wing. Mate, they, had, they had a great side and um, well coached by Tim Sheen. And yes. If you look through the ranks of the, of the coaches that have come out since then, they've all had something to do with Tim Sheen's great right. Bellamy played under him. Right. Uh, played under him. So a lot of um, influence from from uh, um, Tim Sheen's, which has been passed down to you know. Coaches today, you Ricky Stewart, another one. Yeah, Ricky Stewart, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you'd you'd remember a lot of that, uh, a lot of uh, back in those days too, way uh, Reno. Yeah, there was the Green Machine that had a love uh, with so many fans here in Aotearoa. Mm. For some, they got the early introductory cut back in the day. Uh, the voiceress of uh, Graham Hughes in the commentary, everyone yes. loved him. He was so loud and. But uh, when everyone watched the uh, Green Machine in the final up against the uh, dog members, obviously uh, Mal Meninga pushing of Jared McCrum during that final, Chica Ferguson uh, in the Green Machine up against the Penny Panthers scoring tries. And yep. yeah, that was uh, the big stronghold because I think most of New Zealand uh, either love Parramatta Eels as one team back in the early years, mainly Sea Eagles, but then this mean Green Machine come along and everyone had the Eels with Video Easy or the milk company on at the Lions. So, yeah, mate, I remember that team. Uh, fond, fond memories of that team. And they were dominant back in the day. And, you know, as big as Mel was out there in the centres, as classy as... Uh, they were a class act. They were, they were the class act of that early era when, yeah. you put, when you put them into the perspective of the Broncos that come along later and now the Melbourne Storm. They were your teams. They were class teams. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, even you, Ray Walker, would remember the Raiders uh, back in those back in those uh, days, eh? Oh, not not just remembered them, Kenzie, but revered them. I mean, you know, there's only ever been four teams I've, I've supported in, in the NRL, and uh, you know, I, I just thought now, bizarrely enough, they're all non-Sydney teams too, mm. um, from you know the Broncos to the Storm to yes. the Raiders to, to the Warriors. Um, they're all not from Sydney, you know, the the the, the sort of uh, the place where. The NRL is, is sort of a grandson, but no, you, the boys aren't wrong. I mean, they were one of those those legendary teams, and you just had to look at some of the names that that, that had been made mention. I mean, some of the some of the greatest the game has ever seen, and for good reason, you know, why why people like me and, and other pundits and fans enjoyed their style of play back in the day. They were just so classy, and you know, you wanted to be like them. I mean, the way they threw the ball around, and I've only seen that type of. Um, 
that type of sort of uh, style and, and, and the other teams like the Broncos and, and also the Storms. So maybe it's a non-Sydney thing, the way that, uh, you know, outside clubs tend to sort of play uh, a more attractive style of football. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, one of the things you did mention, of course, is um, Bradley Clyde, to AJT. And, and he was, you know, boy, he just, he was tough. Uh, he was, he, he just had, I don't know, the, the, a certain skill set on him that just made him, I don't know, just great to watch, wasn't he? Yeah, he almost was a complete player for that for that lock position. You know, you almost had a free reign to do whatever he liked. He's a very, mm. very strong defender, uh, very good runner off the ball, either at the line, could run through the line, could pop a pass, and had a bit of a swerve on him as well. And like, just a very, very, and, and probably almost as equally as important, had a massive motor, could go the distance, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and not the sort of guy um, uh, that, you know, that sort of courted controversy. He was yes. sort of clean cuts sort of player, you know, played the game hard, but you know, never ever saw you know, never ever saw his name in the paper for 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 you know any, any misdemeanor at all. And yeah, just enjoyed a watch mate in full flight, Brad Clyde, and absolutely. Uh, yeah, and he fit in with the right team too. It seemed. Now Reno, um, of course, uh, the other game that's on tonight. Uh, well, one of the other games on tonight, the Warriors Broncos. It's a real key game for both teams, I, I think. Um, this one, eh? Yeah, it is. And uh, expecting hopefully a big crowd. Traditionally, in the years gone by, Broncos bring a pretty good crowd to the uh, stadium. Mm. It's a special day as well because they remember also Quentin, uh, who played for the Warriors uh, back in the day, and they got a special jersey in recognition of him as well, uh, wearing his number on the side of the jersey. I made mention on Wednesday of the fundraiser for Quentin, uh, obviously through Sir Peter Leach and many others. Uh, they've got some big names coming over of Kiwi legends, and obviously uh, it's going to continue because the money's going to go to uh, Quentin's uh, two-year-old daughter right. uh, and help out the family there as well. So it is going to carry on. I think I was kind of giving you an update on Wednesday where things were, but uh, I can let you know it's still going on, and uh, it's still going to be a big night. So, yeah, tonight the game, uh, 7.30. All the other games are there as well. The touch team are playing, so uh, plenty they're going up there, but it's all in remembrance of Quinton. Uh, both teams, um, Broncos have been playing pretty good uh, of recent and a couple of good wins, obviously, over the uh, Roosters, but also the Warriors had a couple of back-to-back wins. Can they make it three at home? Who knows? Um, as I mentioned, Wednesday, you don't know what Warriors bloody team is going to turn up tonight. Uh, Broncos will come over to play, they always do. Mm. And uh, it's also bringing back memories of uh, the Easter year because there's a celebration with this game. Uh, everyone remembers Kevin Campion and the big old swings and old um, punch-ups in the big game back in the day. Oh, Alan Gutenbill got in a couple of haymakers there as well. Monty started it. So it's kind of reflecting on that and uh, more so based around Quentin today. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the, um, the Broncos now... Um, uh, you know, they've come off a couple of good wins of late, I think, haven't they? Yeah, they've come off a couple of good wins of late. So, um, obviously, they're going to be wanting to to, to, to to push for a win today, aren't they, uh, Reno? Yeah, they will do. Uh, they want to get these points, you know, because maybe the ward one or two players from their team may go into Queensland origin duties. Uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, when the teams are announced next week. But, yeah, they'll want the two points. This is their vital time where all these points are, uh, you know, much needed. So the Warriors will need it. Both teams are going for it. Uh, Cody Nikorima, uh, he'll, he'll be stepping up again. He's had two good games for the Warriors. He knows the ins and outs of the Bronx. So uh, got a bit of an insight there. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Which team turns up? 7.30 kickoff. 
should be a good crowd, and uh, the weather looks good up this way, so let's hope we turn it on, especially for uh, the Pungia whanau. What do you reckon about that game there, uh? Broncos-Warriors? Yeah, well, both teams are pretty much neck and neck on the table, so, you know, both sides have, have a lot to play for, some more than others, and, you know, when you get uh, Nikorima, who's, um, you know, who was um, actually praised by the Broncos uh, coach during the week, uh, which is, makes you wonder why they got rid of him. Um, but um, no, it's, it's going to be a great clash, and for those of, uh, uh, of our listeners who don't have Sky, um, I, I believe it's going to be shown live on Prime um, from 7 o'clock, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, there'll be a lot of fans out there who'll be sort of keen to sort of, uh, you know, it's in front of the box instead of uh, waiting until late when Prime used to show the Warriors games, but no, I don't think it's going to be a great clash, Keithy, and I just hope our boys, uh, the men from Auckland, um, you know, that they can string a few um, hit-ups and set pieces together and, and uh, you know, really sort of uh, pull it out of the bag because it's not going to be a walkover. I mean, you know, the Warriors tend to make uh, make it hard for themselves even when they're up against the opposition who you know they can probably beat on a good day. But, um, no, it's, it's going to be a great game and I just have the boys fire in, in front of a home crowd. It's going to be an interesting one, uh, nonetheless. Now, of course, you'll still... Yeah, just, just to jump on, oh, just, sorry, okay. just jump in there too. Today's a, a big special day um, because it's the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the uh, next few weeks, I think it was Thursday night, they released the uh, Keeping the Faith, I think it was, or the documentary on the history of the 25 years of the Warriors. Right. They've got it in three episodes, so uh, it comes up in a couple of weeks. But today marks a special occasion as well. Some of the uh, original True. Warriors are in town True. from 1995 because they were the team that got yes. it underway. Everyone talks about the big army display, all the explosions, yeah. Yeah. this whole new thing that come, especially for uh, this country with the NRI Rugby League that we really hadn't had a taste of. So uh, they kind of launched it, and uh, none other than Dean Bell was highly spoken about in the yeah. first series. Uh, and, yeah, it's a huge day. I think uh, the likes of Dean Namu, and all of them are all back okay. for the game as well. So it reflects on the 25 years. And uh, some of the old Broncos, uh, Willie Kahn and all them, uh, back in town. So yeah, it's a massive day, not just for uh, Quentin Pongia, but also to recognise where it all started 25 yes. years ago. True. Of course, the opening well, the game. You know, the highlights. Three episodes is about two episodes too many. What was that, JT? I, I, I... Well, they need three episodes to get all their highlights. Sorry. <laughs> 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 It was, it was pretty not. good, actually. I didn't realise when I was watching the first on the turmoil of Super League, the club mm, was just about done true, and closed. I didn't realise that when Super League, they only made yes. one year in the NRL, yep. the Super League deal. Yep. Uh, the players were basically fighting for an yeah, income. True. It ex- explained all of that. Some of them actually played, and some idiot got a hold of how much they were getting paid, and they released it to the uh, paperback right. in the day. Right. And uh, they had a big fallout. Joe Vargenau spoke about the team and the whole club nearly folded. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they needed some major financial assistance. Yeah. So, it was uh, interesting. Yeah, a bit of history that's yeah. come out. It was also interesting how they got set up and how they got, you know, how they got going. And that would be interesting to watch um, there yeah, as even well. Even the tiny inclusion, the tiny inclusion and all that type of stuff, Malcolm Boyle, Graham Hughes, it all got released. And holy hell, I didn't realise all this being a Warriors fan. Now, the funny thing is, you know, because I remember when um, the Warriors um, played the Broncos uh, and, uh, uh, well, in that very first game and how close it was, eh, eh Rena? It was, it was just a really close game and it was funny 
that it showed just how promising maybe our warriors would be. And now 25 <laughs> years down the track, wow, look no. what's happened. Eh? <laughs> so, actually, I think JT shared something. Um, was it Game of Thrones or some oh, bloody yes. thing? Yes. Yeah, yes. something and it's mixed with uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> after eight after eight seasons still disappointing. This is twenty five, something like that. I can't Very. Yeah, yes. oh, twenty five season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM. Number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time. Welcome to our second session here on Full Time on Ascended. Another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Racetrack Motors down there on Grace Street. Now, we're uh, continuing on with League. Now, of course, um, JT, your storm tomorrow, they go up against the, the Bulldogs. How do you reckon they'll go? Well, the storm has a well balanced side in terms of the ethnic makeup piece. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, unlike uh, a particular team that you're trying to suggest, is, is that they've got a, a, a good oh. makeup, but unlike a particular team, maybe? There could possibly be a side that's not based in, in Sydney, or in fact, even not even based in Australia. That's <laughs> it's probably top heavy in, in certain persuasions. Uh, right. Which probably could do a little bit of, um, you know, a bit of a mix-up to, to, to give it more balance on the field. Like the Storm, the Storm is a pretty good balance of... Uh, Different ethnicities that seems to work well, so that balance should carry them across the line against the uh, the Bulldogs on Sunday, Keith. Tomorrow, <laughs> what do you reckon there, uh, Reno? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree 1,000% with JT on everything he just said then. (laughs) 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 But uh, if you want a result, I'll tell you what, I'll go to the doggies, eh? Doggies. I've got to pick an outside outside team, the underdog team, but I can't see it. And I won't put 50 bucks on it. Put 50 bucks on it. Just like, um, well, (laughs) the first three uh, picks from uh, JT's son. Boy, that was uh, some pretty good going. Now, before that, uh, of course, the last game, uh, the Rabbitohs-West Tigers. Man, now that should be another good game, really, eh, JT? What do you reckon? Yeah, the Rabbitohs are sort of building towards, you know, looking looking uh, at the end of the season. They'll, they'll be there or thereabouts, no doubt about it. But the Tigers, um, you know, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but uh, who knows, they're a side almost like the Warriors, you know. Although they've got uh, a, a probably fairly even spread of ethnic makeup, they haven't. <laughs> they're not stacked top heavy with, with certain people, but um, yeah, look, don't don't expect too much uh, other than a, a good game of footy. I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I'm a bit distracted, Keith. Fair enough. So perhaps, not, well, so obviously you're going for the Rabbitohs, is that right? Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, at home, uh, tough to beat. Yeah, I think so. What do you reckon, um, Reno? Tough to beat? Yeah, it will be tough to beat at home to the uh, Rabbitohs, obviously with the news of uh, Greg Inglis, who's uh, uh, admitted himself into mental health um, places, you know, to get himself sorted. So that'll be right on the back of their minds. Uh, the great GI who re- retired just recently from their team. But yeah, the Rabbits, mate. The Rabbits should do it. Won't be, be too classy, I would guess. But then again... The Tigers, if uh, Robbie and Benji step up, you just don't know, eh? Mm. Yes. It's a, it's an interesting one, eh? Interesting one indeed. Sharks, Dragons, the Reno? Yeah, okay, I'll go the uh, Sharkies, eh? Mm, mm. Uh, what do you reckon there, um, JT? I mean, cause is that going to yeah. be another good game? or? Yeah, it's, it's fairly balanced in terms of their makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And there aren't too many. Mm. Yeah. The team that's promised so much as they always do uh, below par. I think so. <laughs> Okay, excellent stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's move on with uh, rugby now because uh, there was some good rugby played. But it was was a bit of a shock, though, last weekend seeing the Crusaders uh, um, uh, with a draw against the Stormers um, last weekend there, uh, Reno. Yeah, it was actually, and Storm was lucky to get them at the end there to come back through. Uh, obviously, the Crusaders, everyone thought they were going to whitewash the Storm. I remember talking last Saturday, I thought I'd be an upset here because uh, mm. always one of the top teams, mate, heading into the business and gets toppled over. I know they've got the Blues uh, down there at home. Uh, there's a possibility of a uh, upset there as well. Blues got nothing to lose. Crusaders do. Uh, no Cody Taylor being ruled out, obviously. Uh, so they've lost a couple of players in the Crusaders. And with the turmoil of uh, what's been going on behind the scenes uh, after arriving back from um, South Africa, who knows if they're to play on their mind. So this will be the chance for uh, Leon McDonald and his Blues team to maybe topple over the uh, much-favoured team tonight. But uh, we'll see what happens. Crusaders are home. Um, 
be a big crowd down there, and um, you, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win here. Um, I tell you what, though, I I wouldn't be shy saying the blues uh, the blues with an upset. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, that would be a bit of a surprise, certainly for me. Uh, that is for sure. But uh, yeah, even with the, I mean, it was a bit of a shock to see that um, the the Crusaders did uh, notch up a draw, but still, it was they weren't beaten though, were they? So um, nah, nah. But anything's possible. It's at that time of that season, every year consistently, the Super Rugby pulls out something out of the bag. Mm. And um, that's just how it rolls, you know. Some team, the top teams, look at what happened to the Hurricanes. Yes, yes. Of you know, so uh, yeah, it does happen. And, it's, yes. and, and it, it always happens at this time of the year. And that's mm. what I'm saying. I'm just pretty open-minded about the Crusaders and Blues. True. Uh, the, uh, you know, I know the last game was very close. So it'll yep. be interesting. Yep. And, and it was a home game for the uh, Hurricanes too. You know, so uh, yep. well done to the Hagawaris. Uh, like I said, uh, I think last weekend, boy, they they compl- they thoroughly deserved that win. The Hagwadis. Now your Chiefs, uh, Ra, they had a win against the Reds last night. Um, still, it wasn't a, that great a game, I don't think. Anyway, uh, uh, what did you what do you reckon there, um, Ra? Yeah, well, after listening to uh, Sammy and, and some of the boys and, and the Chiefs, some of their comments, they were saying mathematically, if they win the next couple of games, they they may have a chance of, uh, you know, making sure. some sort of playoffs. But, you know, they've only made it hard for themselves uh, all season. And, uh, you know, for me personally, it's kind of pointless saying that, you know, they're throwing the equations of mathematically this and mathematically that because at the end of the day, they should have started from day dot and, you know, played, played their hearts out and, and you, they wouldn't be in this predicament of, of trying to sort of, um, you know, do it, do it the hard way. But in saying that, um, we've seen... Uh, you know, miracles before in, in rugby, so um, mathematically all going well. The next few games, um, they may uh, they may get a, a foot in the door, but it's up to the uh, the fortunes of the other teams. And you know, at, at this time of the season, every side's just going to go out and sort of you know give it their all and, and try and secure a, a win. But um, no, I, I hope my um, my Chiefs can secure another victory. Um, you know, it'll it, be good for their fans if nothing else. I'll tell you what, both teams really have been having a rubbish season. I mean, the Chiefs, this has got to be one of their worst seasons. Uh, and it, it currently, though, the Blues are sitting, sitting behind them because the Chiefs, obviously, the win against the Reds, what's that, what that has done is that's uh, put them just above the Blues. Uh, I think the Blues pretty much are gone. The Reds, though, they've been having a just, well, even mm. a worse season because they're an Aussie team. So, uh, look, uh, Keith, that, that's where the Blues can be quite dangerous when they've got nothing to lose. I mean, you know, the players are going to try and sort of come out and, and you know, the, the, the remaining games they've got, you know, try and secure some, some victories, not not because of their standing on the tables, but just to see themselves into, into next season, you know, it's always good to, to go out with a bit of a bang. And, like, uh, as we know, you know, they're up against the, the probably the favourites for this year's competition, the Crusaders, this weekend. So, um, and given the Crusaders' draw last weekend, um, it's going to be one of those double E swords. Either they're going to take it out on the Blues, or they're still going to uh, succumb to that controversy around uh, George and, and some of the boys uh, when they were over mm. in South Africa. And uh, you know, the Blues under Leon Arangi McDonald, they have showed glimpses of, of a quality side throughout the season. Um, albeit, uh, you know, they, they would have liked to have played a lot better, but there's some real classy young players on that side. And uh, you know, as I say, they've got nothing to lose, so they're going to come out with both barrels of blazing. Yeah, I mean, it has come out, though, hasn't it, Reno, that 
that, um, you know, there were some, uh, I don't know, I guess some naughty things said over the weekend after their uh, particular game uh, last week against the Stormers. Uh, have you been keeping up with that at all there, uh, Reno? Yeah, two names, Richie Moanga and George Bridge, are the two names I've spoken about. Uh, I know Richie has apologised for what he uh, may have done because he was so intoxicated he can't remember. Not too sure on the details of uh, George Bridge at this stage, but there's all this homophobic stuff and everything that's come out. Uh, the South Africans are known for this type of stuff to release it. They go to social media, but no one's really seen the uh, evidence of the CCTV footage. So it's got uh, Razor Robinson, Scotty Robinson says, um, you know, it's just... Um, he say at this stage what he's saying, but he's going to concentrate on the team because uh, the game is where it's all lined for him. The two boys are playing tonight. So uh, he's got to concentrate and make sure he supports his team and does what he does. Mm. Uh, will something come out from it? We'll have to wait and see because there is an independent investigation on this as well because um, obviously it's kind of marred the Crusaders. i tell you what, the Crusaders get through tonight, and if they do hammer the uh, Blues, it'll be all forgotten about, mate. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. Which should be a good game there, eh, Ra? The Blues and the uh, Crusaders? Yeah, well, we already set the nail on the head. I mean, if, if all these, you know, this is a little bit of controversy that happened over there, doesn't sort of, you know, sink into the Red and Blacks, they're going to come out and probably, yeah, do the damage on the Blues and hammer them. But, um, you know, for, for our local lad, uh, Georgie Bridge, um, you know, he's, he's having a stellar season and, uh, you know, there's big reps for him for the future. So he's hoping it doesn't sort of um, get in the way of his, uh, you know, of his rise to the to the top of rugby. And, um, yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, the boys get on with, with doing the job at hand. And uh, as much as I kind of uh, hate to say, you know, the Crusaders, I'm, I'm going to put my money on the Blues, Keithy. Um, I want them to cause some upsets and just to make uh, make it harder for the for the Red and Blacks, who I believe, and I'd even probably put 50 bucks on it, not that I gamble, but that they're going to go and uh, take out this year's um, Super Rugby competition. So you want the Blues to win, <clears throat> but you, no, you'll I'm put not, 50 no, bucks. There's nothing else, just for just for the balance of, uh, of, <laughs> of the game, you know. I mean, the expectation is, you know, every team, Canterbury, they're going to come out and, and sort of do the damage on, on the Auckland side. But um, it would be good just, uh, you know, to feel a bit of the Warriors, um, you know, sane and, and keep the faith. And, and hopefully, um, you know, as I made mention, if the Blues can sort of switch on and, and turn on uh, the game, um, man, they can pull it out of the hat. Like the Warriors, and like we've said so many times about some teams, it's all about you know consistency and performing. And uh, you know, it must be an Auckland thing in the water there because uh, they don't they don't seem to do. Oh, it's well. an Auckland thing. Yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely an Auckland thing. We I think we all know that it's an Auckland thing. Absolutely, when it when it when when you're concerning uh, both the league and uh, also the rugby franchises. Um, I think JT would be um, right in saying that uh, the Auckland uh, Blues team probably uh, needs to have a, 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 a good balance in their side, and one that probably hasn't um, uh, isn't isn't quite there. Uh, would you say, Ra? Not for the Blues. Well, yeah, in fact, um, you know, we, we JT's in turn, I'm trying to think of a, a league team equivalent uh, to, <laughs> to the Blues, uh, and the only side I can really think of is the Warriors, yes, you know? Yes, So, um, yeah, and JT, you know, yeah, I think anybody would that definitely an Auckland thing, but in saying that, you know, we've seen once they can get their act together, man, that, that, they're unstoppable, but it's beginning to that stage, and uh, they haven't been there in a while. 
JT, you were about to make one of your knowledgeable comments, <laughs> I believe. It sounds like there's too many here in Auckland. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there could you know, be. <laughs> when, you, when you saw a try, these fellas, you know who we're talking about, they like to play it up and blow a kiss down their camera and look at me. And I was watching a game last night and they showed a couple of the guys that did score tries at Newcastle game and the camera gets right in their face. There's no, you know, playing up to the camera, just walk back to your teammates and... <laughs> So these fellas, I think that's what the breathing thing is a good thing for the Warriors because if they do score, they've got to hurry up and get back in their huddle and practice their breathing, which makes them breathe. I guess. Fair enough, there, um, JT. Uh, Reno, of course, they're up against your team, aren't they? The the Blues. Uh, how do you reckon that's going to go? Bro, it's a uh, balanced team. It's like the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> Very much so. An unbalanced team. Yes. So that's how I'll end it on that note. The balanced team realistically should win. And I put them very similar to Melbourne Storm, like JTC, very, very similar uh, across the paddock. Uh, the other unbalanced team, yeah, they don't work it out, mate. Um, they won't win. I'd like to see Seva Reese have a good game up against um, yes. Rico. You know, yes. I'd love to see Seva Reese as short as he is, put that big shoulder into... They're a little smart ass. He he's a show pony. Yes, he is. And I can't stand them. And exactly what JT said yep. uh, with some of the NRL last night, back into their team and see huddles or whatnot, but they go back to their team and, uh, you know, where some of these guys up there, and more so the Blues, yep. show ponies. Yes, I agree. Have been for for years. Probably what... what um, yeah, exactly. Have been for years. Probably the reason why they haven't been winning so much. Uh, maybe it's because of the balance of their team. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so, well, what, we've got the uh, Highlanders, of course. The Highlanders, um, they've got uh, they've got the Stormers who had a draw, who notched up a draw last week against the uh, Crusaders there. Uh, how do you reckon your Highlanders will go away? Yeah, well, I think they're in a pretty similar precarious position as well. Uh, the men from down south, um, it's all about sort of, you know, taking as much scalps as they can uh, as, as we head to the business end of, of the season. And, uh, you know, it's not for want of talent in the team. Um, there's some really good players who, who will definitely make the step up to all black contention as, as they prepare for the World Cup. But um, for the immediate future in terms of the Super, super Rugby competition, yeah, they've, they've just got to try and take as, as much as they can from each game and... Um, you know, up against the Stormers team, I think it's going to be quite a big challenge. But I think um, the boys have done it before. But it's like anything, you know, don't um, don't uh, under expect uh, that the South African side is going to sort of lie down and mm. and uh, you know sort of uh, sort of give up a game. Um, that they're going to come out with uh, with both their you know throttles uh, full steam ahead. So. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a great match, Kizzy, uh, because as we've seen both teams, like, they play some enterprising style of rugby, and uh, you know they're, they're not afraid to throw the ball around, which is why we all sort of tend to tend to like uh, watching these games, and, and in particular certain teams who actually make it worthwhile sort of uh, fronting up and uh, watching their, their style of play. So, yeah, the boys from, from down under, and he's hoping they can uh, notch up another victory. Well, it's interesting, you know, because I'll be honest, the Stormers are at the bottom of the uh, South African conference table. You know, they, they're completely out of it. Um, there's no way that, well, I don't think there's a way that they'll be able to make it into the uh, playoffs. Highlanders, every chance of making it. In mm-hmm. fact, I, I'm almost, I mean, I'm not saying that they're, they're yet, 
but uh, certainly... The team's most dangerous, Keithy, is when mm. you know, they're pretty much ruled out and then they've got nothing to lose. I mean, you know, the equation is simple. It's one of two things. Either they're going to get a heck of a hammering from uh, the South Islanders or they're going to cause an upset victory and, uh, you know, you can never uh, take that away from, from the South African team anyway because they we know they can produce the goods. They love rugby. They'll, they'll die for the... For the code and uh, the storm is just some classic players in there, so yeah, I wouldn't just sort of wipe them off yet. Well, it could be another draw, could be another draw, so uh, you know, what's the space case here? Yes, yes, the Highlanders, though, certainly, I, I think they're well in contention, they're well in contention to, to certainly make the playoffs. Uh, I think it'll be very difficult for them not to. Um, what do you reckon there, uh, Reno? Yeah, Highlanders, mate, and I hope the Highlanders really slam them. Mm. Uh, give it to them, come on with a big victory. I'll tell you why, because at the end of the year, if uh, we can get them mentally uh, in the head, uh, these New Zealand teams are playing well because that's the kind of team we're going to bring to the World Cup mm. in a few months' time. So I'm hoping the Highlanders really put them to the sword and uh, bring it home. I'm, I'm hoping for at least 50 points on this, and uh, that really puts it into the South African rugby because that's the first game for the opening of the World Cup. So we can get into their mind psychologically uh, from the New Zealand point of view just bodes better for uh, the All Black team to be announced as they head into World Cup so I want the Highlanders to win big time. Absolutely uh, Anything else happening sporting wise around the traps there uh, Reno? Yeah well uh, for the VA boys the sponsors on board with this uh, wonderful full time show uh, we keep a good bias when it comes to ethnicity hey thanks <laughs> for being part of the show but the VA supercars rock underway in Winton Let's all go there. So uh, we'll see how the Kiwi boys will go in the uh, Fords and the Holden. But obviously, uh, the other big talking point is the uh, Cricket World Cup. Mm. And I know JTB really excited about this. I'm not too sure about Ra. But um, <laughs> yeah, the Cricket World Cup gets underway next weekend officially. And our first opponents is uh, up against uh, Sri Lanka. What's good about this World Cup is uh, it's not in pool play. Uh, every team is going to play each other. I think it's been since 1992, oh, okay. I think, if I heard right, uh, since they played it like this instead of pool play. So you get to play each other. They arrived over there and uh, where it's all been hosted. And, yeah, obviously there's a, there will be a bit of a pre-hit out with uh, some of the teams. But just excited to see this Cricket World Cup because, you know, a few years ago we were right up there, mate. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's going to be an interesting one. What do you reckon there, um, JT? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that, boys. Um, especially if New Zealand makes the final, which is on Sunday, the 14th of July, because the wife and I uh, arrive into Paris uh, on oh. the 12th on the Friday. So, mate, if there's a chance that we're in the final, and I've already said to Lois, I said, look, if we're in that final, we, 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 we can't not go. I'm sure we'll be able to blood the ticket from somewhere. So, yeah, looking forward to a good tournament. Just uh, obviously love New Zealand to win, but equally, as long as the Poms or the Aussies don't win it, I'm happy. True that. Yeah. Very true. Very true indeed. Also, well, uh, the uh, ANZ Premiership netball season, um, the uh, regular season ended up, uh, of course, on Wednesday. On Wednesday gone mm. with the uh, Steel, the Southern Steel. Boy, they uh, really cleaned up the Northern Stars in that game, 63-46. to 46. The Steel in their final series uh, will, will play the Stars once again. And in that game, and in that game, we'll obviously see who goes on to play the final against the uh, Pulse on um, June the third. So, uh, yeah, obviously the steel looking too good at the moment. Eh? What do you reckon, there, Reno? Yeah, 
Yeah, they are. They're hitting it at the right time. Look, they've been there before. They are the defending champs. And the Central Post team, I love to see the Central Post win it because they've been the dominant team through the Saints yes. Premiership. But uh, we know the two are going to come together, and this Steel team will show uh, yeah, why they are forced to reckon with. Uh, it will be a tough game, Keithy. See what happens. The Silver Fern squad was announced mm. uh, midweek uh, by the uh, assistant coach, uh, Debbie Fuller. Uh, Knowles and of course Laura Langman over there in Australia with uh, other netball duties uh, but yeah interesting uh, Bailey Mess uh, manages to keep herself in the squad in the shooting circle but exciting times ahead Maria Falau uh, she's also back there with her experience 100 plus games and Laura Langman in the middle there, Gina Campton in the middle as well, uh, Casey Corpua gets back in there, the uh, legend uh, the stalwart of Silver Ferns and it's exciting times ahead for netball they need to bounce back after the demise Boy. of uh, recent years gone by under yes. the former coach. Also, a new coach mate uh, has been appointed for the Wellington Phoenix team. Uh, you can say this name if you want to, U-F-U-K. That's how you spell his first name. I won't say it. <laughs> okay. Is that wrong? Yeah, I think it might be Yufuk. Uh, <laughs> but right. anyway, uh, yeah, Mr. Tale. I'll call him Mr. Tale. Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Tele, Tele, the new coach for the Wellington uh, Phoenix team has arrived. So there you go. So a commentator's curse. <laughs> oh, oh, wouldn't it be just the worst, eh, having to announce that name? Oh, hey, boys. You know, especially the guy misses the goal, eh, when you're going to say misses the goal, you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> Oh man, that anyway, would be just. Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be just terrible, man. Just absolutely terrible. Well, anyway, I, I guess uh, I, I guess we move on. No doubt, eh? I guess we move on uh, to to certainly the, the part of the show that we, we, we tend to uh, enjoy, at least some of us uh, certainly enjoy, a part of the show that we call... Uh, well, it's coming, it's coming, people, it's coming. A part of the show that we love to call... Put the boot in! My put the boot in, first of all, is, is going out to this person. I'm going to put two put the boot ins. I'm putting the boot into this person who's trying to ring through to me on Facebook. There, now he, we've gotten rid of him. So big kill to get going out to you. Put the boot into you. There we go. Put the boot in! But my actual put the boot in is going out to the, um, to the Game of Thrones fans <laughs> to the game of thrones fans and the most part they've been watching game of thrones and then all of a sudden we come to the last season and everybody hates it you know there are just so many game of thrones fans out there that just hate the last season you know if you hate the last season that's all good and fine with with me but you don't have to go and explode and tell tell hbo that they need to go and make the entire whole season all over again or even the last episode or whatever so there you go that's my put the boot in yeah my put the boot in is going into this the economist uh, new zealand economist uh, who i don't think is even a kiwi but he's a new zealand economist and uh, he's going on about the government uh, wanting to borrow some money and he said as long as the money they borrow doesn't go to the beneficiaries and I thought to myself, well, you could be right or you could be wrong, depending on your viewpoint. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the best thing to invest any money in uh, is people. So, uh, you know, for right or wrong, 
Um, I just found it kind of insulting that this guy who, you know, is supposed to be in New Zealand, even though I don't think he was, um, you know, makes statements like that. Uh, just seems a bit sort of biased in, in my viewpoint. So, yep, these economists, I think they should just keep their thoughts to themselves. Put the boot in! Yeah, you might put the boot in goes into one specific TV channel that hosts a morning show. Um, two guys and a lady in there, and I was watching it because I was down the line on holidays, you all know, down the south. Couldn't get no uh, TV one, so they end up watching TV three and watching their morning show. Man, what a lot of rubbish. That guy that mainly that hosts the show, I thought to myself, yeah, he thinks his, you know, don't smell. And I thought, <laughs> oh, well, what a dumb show and boring show that was. And he just thinks he's the man, so... To that stupid show, I had to endear for a couple of hours uh, on a morning, mid-morning, I think it was. Or no, it was morning, uh, 6 to 9 or wherever it was. I just want to put the boot into that show. I won't say the name. We'll, we'll get the show in trouble. But, yeah, there's my put the boot in on that Pacific show on TV3. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in today goes into uh, a 21-year-old bloke, or 21-year-old dickhead named Fraser Milne, who, unfortunately, Reno, is from Pairoa. <laughs> now, this cost him plead guilty to dangerous driving, injuring with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Now, he was involved in an accident with a Chinese family, and so he ended up in a ditch. Uh, he's given chase and uh, blocked, his ca- blocked their car in. Several exchanges have occurred before they got away. So he's driven to the shops where he was overheard venting his anger to locals. He was overheard saying things like, Asians are taking over the country and effing Asians have just damaged his car. So by chance, unfortunately for the Asian family, they've driven past the shop, so he's chased them again, this time ramming their car until it lands on its roof, causing two of the children to be flung from the car and land on the road. He's carried on like an idiot, and, carried, and uh, luckily for the Chinese family, some locals have come along and pulled him away. And, uh, mate, I'll tell you what, if it was one of us boys, we'd be in the clinch right away, but this yeah. is a sentencing in July, so that's why I put the boot Put the boot in! Some... some like you said, JT, there are dickheads everywhere, though, aren't there, eh? Just everywhere. Uh, just like the president of the Pyro chapter, no doubt about it. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I know the kid, too, and he's uh, exactly like that portrays him, too. And JT, you're right, mate. Uh, anyone else, uh, the boy would have got the once over. You know, that's just, yeah. It's the thing with small communities. Yeah, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just. Stupid. Mm. I read that yesterday when I was driving back from Hamilton. I thought to myself, what the hell, little Fraser, you idiot. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could say you could say worse words than dickhead, obviously, because he, he deserves all that type of stuff thrown towards him. I think uh, the old Jackie Chans will get a hold of him inside and you give him the once-over. Yes, yes, uh, I dare say so. What was your um, put the boot in again, Reno? Oh, this dumb TV that's show right. I watch one morning. That's right. Yeah. There's some rubbish shows on TV, though, There's a lot of rubbish shows on TV. No wonder no, hardly anybody watches TV these days, especially in the morning. Hey. Oh, rubbish. Oh. I don't know. This I dude just know. thinks he's the man. Uh, is he a political dude? Or he used to be a political he reporter? Used to be a- you used to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I know exactly. Anyway, yeah. And they got well, there's oh, another rascal. guy on there who used to be a a, um, a cricket player. <laughs> yeah, the he's hmm. other one too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, there's some rubbish shows on TV, man. Now, Ra, what was your um, Put the Boot uh, in again? It's economist, bro. It's the usual David Goliath story. Like, you know, he was not short of him blasphemizing beneficiaries. Like, oh, they yeah, might that's rip, right. They might rip the system off for $1,000, and, you know, in his book, and many others, you know, it's been crime, but if it was an investor or some wealthy guy who the government had given millions of dollars to, he wouldn't even say anything about it. And, you know, that guy lost the millions of dollars, but it'd be okay. You know, sort of thing. Yes. On his own sort of attitude. Yes. It would, it would suck. And you could, you could just tell in his, you know, in his voice when, when he was making the comments that it was a stereotype. And, uh, yeah, sort of. And, you know, he wasn't even really a Kiwi. And I think like, why do we let these fools in the country? Yeah. You know, what's that old saying? You know, he didn't want to invest money. He wasn't keen to go investing money in people. I mean, what's that saying? Um, most important thing is people. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Anyway, that pretty much ends us off here on uh, Full Time. I want to say thanks once again to our man, uh, Ra Walker. Always uh, great being able to catch up with you uh, during the weekend and middle of the week there, bro. Yeah, thanks, Captain Keithy, and uh, happy weekend to the boys. And, of course, uh, celebratory uh, congrats to the Warriors and their, what, 25 years or whatever, and he's hoping they can secure one against the Broncos. And don't forget, if you land in the sky, it's the game's live on time at 7 tonight. Also, Reno, awesome being able to catch up with you once again, and I know you enjoyed your little excursion down to the South Island, eh? Was he uh, awesome once yes. again catching up with you? Yeah, mate, always good, always good to talk to the boys on a Saturday morning. Uh, everyone out there, enjoy the weekend. Uh, next weekend's a long weekend, Queen's birthday weekend, so uh, enjoy that as well. And, yeah, we'll catch up midweek. And, JT, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the remainder of the weekend here, eh, bro? Yes, I will. I just can't believe we've talked about racial, about um, certain uh, organisations being balanced. I cannot believe that the Tamaki's got through our show without getting slammed this week for launching their stupid <laughs> political parties. They can't even talk properly. She doesn't even know what's your policies or we haven't got any yet. <laughs> what, what do you have to do? We want to look after families, children, and people in prison, please. All <laughs> those three can't even vote. Have a good weekend, boys. Toodah!